I find it unnecessary to be a capitalist. Though I often play one on TV, there's nothing else to play. Now, if I found that my nature or my education, etc., led me to believe that what I have found to be very valuable to me could be realized or found other than where I did find it, in wealth, competition, status, educational accolades, book sales, fame resounding down through the centuries, I would be a capitalist. But something else moved into those empty rooms within very, very early in my life, and a party has been going on in those rooms ever since. It is inexhaustible. It overwhelms me as I write it down. <clears throat> Religion was unthinkable. All the ladders to climb and all the human surroundings, the children, the lovers, the wives, the buildings, the cars, all that looked lovely, but I was not drawn the accumulations and the securities. I don't know that this is all of capitalism. I have heard lots of defenders of it. They all seem to say, the wise ones anyway, it is trivial and demeaning, but it is human nature. Everybody wants as large a piece of the pie as they can get. It is natural for children. Maybe there was a day early on when the serf could leave his master and by his own effort create a larger slice of the pie, obviously made easier as time passed by technology, if one ignores its downside. The worker today, we are told, is hugely more productive than the medieval miller, but their carbon footprint is massive and has grown with their productivity, which has led us to the edge of extinction. If there were nothing else to bring the praise singers of capitalism to their senses, this might be enough. But no, it is not so much the denial of what is obviously happening, but that the way we got here is to blame. To date, any solution to our economic woes has always been accompanied with growth and innovation. This will not work. The growth presumably ensures a trickle down while the rich get richer. This lie is dead and buried. So now the intellectuals obsess over how the rich deserve their wealth. Inequality is only because the rich are suddenly more talented. Evidence of this is certainly nil. We are told that the old hunter-gatherer life, for instance, was brief and brutal, and we agree as we suffer from diseases and use cures unknown to them and live longer perhaps, but how do we live? It seems, looking at it my way, that all the modern gadgets and lifestyles, the plane trips and dentistry, the soap and the iPhone, are all wonders. <clears throat> One thing evolving from the next. I have a car. Take trip, trips take less time. I don't walk. I'm no Luddite. I'm as loaded with tech as I can understand and afford. But when we come back to the essential person and our need of this storage room of stuff, these Christmas peasant presents we barely use, are they even tainted with real magic? As we suffer a slight sense of low esteem, we buy a car. Does it work? So, from the better fed and housed serf, the horizon rises, and we aspire to earldom, alderman, a respected man, a woman of our community, with all the trappings. Then at last, one day, we might be a king. Of whom? Why? 
or the subordinates needed to make one's larger slice meaningful. In fact, to provide that larger slice. Otherwise, as I have offered before, Thomas Jefferson might have picked and cured his own tobacco. Had he done so, he would have had way less time and energy for doing the other things he did, nation-creating. I'm not sure where his seed money came from, but that was a thing back then, as now. He began, shall we say, on second or third base. Nonetheless, we have made of him a hero. An employer today is a sort of chieftain, more chief when his workers are paid. Even in our fantasy comics, the chieftain is often corrupt. It is a theme, but we don't apply it to our chieftains, in fact. We seem to recognize and kosherize the corruption. Worship is a strong impulse. And this is, I think, a big chunk of human nature. We seem to project or need to project inner selves, inner ideals onto outer exemplars, set up icons that some of us might strive to emulate. So the rich person accrues a lot of credit. Earned? You tell me. For the sake of argument, let's say there is achievement there. Something was done, some vigor and talent was displayed, seemed seeming to rise above the mythic mass for which the person was elevated in our esteem. We do get to an ancient, perhaps primal impulse, demigods, the uber-human, the better one. You know, nobody thanks a high school teacher for their service. We do thank the serviceman and woman, and they do deserve something for their courage, but thanking is hollow when veterans are treated shoddily. <clears throat> An ancient Roman might have thanked a centurion for almost everything they ate. It seems we thank them today for perpetuating a myth, for dying for us. Did they? We insist they did, defending our way of life, our freedom. I think soldier, soldiering does many a wondrous thing for the soldier, quickens many a spirit, stretches capacities of feeling, physical strength, honor, responsibility that completely evaporates when one returns to civilian life. The crippling alienation that soldiers suffer may have much to do with the sad freedom they return to, that, were, that they were meant to have defended. Maybe we thank them for playing that role and affirming that myth for us. And by the by, the military is a socialist state. Tim Ryan is on the news this morning, Democratic representative from Ohio. For too long we have poo-pooed the work of the non-educated, non-college educated. Now maybe finally they are demanding a bigger slice. These undereducated. I hope so. I hope it works. I think his colleagues across the aisle have reason to be scared. A rep from Ohio is talking Marxism here. And he is no Marxist. He's just making sense of a system run wild, insane, and idiotic. Or really just returning to its true center, a world of men who do not pick their own tobacco and create myths of demigodry in salons, palaces, churches, and meeting houses everywhere for always. So. I have reasons why the rewards of capitalism mean nothing to me, if I have enough. Clever trick there. Make sure a large mass of people do not have enough and you make capitalism make sense. It also provides the profit margin that provides the wealth, the margin which makes the star, 
the heroes of revolutions. Again, had Tom paid his tobacco pickers enough, there would have been no capitalist point. But the second argument that plays is having rejected the fruits of capitalism, what about the horrors of socialism, my lost horror of my individuality? It has never worked. Of course it has. For thousands of years before the agricultural revolution, some people are saying, I suspect this is true. I don't know, but neither do you. Marx did seem to think there was an ancient precedent, ironically before there were kings and their strenuous connection to their gods. I like the collective. I like working together to build things. Consensus does not threaten me. It does deeply threaten the capitalist. The nanny state, they cry, instead of the daddy state, which is the capitalist fantasy. It is the king framework without the threat of central tyranny. And tyranny was rarely an individual move in history. It was a cabal, a consortium. Generals got together. They cooperated, shared the spoils, which they still do. None of them pick the tobacco, but they do rig elections. They are called cokes. Still. I think the scare is in and works on the weak very effectively. The businessman is often the weak one who wants to rule. As Huey Long said, every man is a king. Is that what these wee dudes need? A wee fiefdom? No wonder they desperately thank the brave for their service, cozy up to them, hoping the stuff will wash off onto them. The right is full of chicken hawks. Thank you for your service, defending a way of life which has no room for you, but which I rule without serving a minute myself. The individuated person is not afraid of the collective. Not a collective of Brahmin schools who speak the same language, but one made of all of us, that we are all comfortable with, with no built-in bivouac or foxhole, passive aggressions and evasions, cliches. A trick played on me recently. I said, it will do the European a power of good to get over their sense of supremacy. They said, what does that look like to you? I said, I have no idea what you mean by that. Parry, thrust, hideous. The person uncomfortable in a collective without their support system is a weak person. Their elitism or alienation is a hiding place. They will probably be consumed. Perhaps why, of the hundreds of government servants at the Capitol that day, not one had the courage to get up and say, megaphone assisted my fellow Americans. <clears throat> we are all cowardly capitalists.